are just bringing things down to the basics of basics of basics because a lot of times we find that, you know, I heard Brother Copeland say it's, it's important to have your Bible when you've quoted scriptures and it's important to quote them out of the Bible because he said it's amazing how over time you can quote something for so long that you don't realize that you've changed it slightly. And the scripture that he used, which was so real, he said, you know, the, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. How many of you would say that? But that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Why do we flip those things? Why do, do things seem to flow better? And we change them, but, but we don't get the fullness out of the word of God that God is saying because... If he's coming to steal, he's coming to steal the word. And if he can steal the word, then he can kill and then he can destroy. And so we get it all mumble jumbled up. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. This is a season, amen, of great understanding in the name of Jesus. So I just feel like there's a little farther that the Lord wants us to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So just, can you just help me out tonight? Let's just lift our hands. You know, we go farther together. Hallelujah, just like that service that we have that declares that we're better together. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brothers, that's what you and I are, dwell together in unity, for there the Lord commands his blessing. Hallelujah. The anointing flows from the head down, and we want the anointing. We need the anointing. It's Christ on us. Hallelujah, that hope of glory. Christ smeared on us. Christ rubbed on us that hope of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That burden removing help in our life. Come on, just pull on heaven tonight. In the name of Jesus, we just worship you. Can you just do that in English? Just tell them hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Come on, just, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Thank you, Lord. Maybe this is the first time for you here on the internet, praying out loud. Maybe you're used to praying in your heart. Hallelujah. Well, it's a night of freedom for you because we've been given authority as children of God and the angels of God are waiting to hearken to the voice of the word of God that comes out of your and my mouth in the name of Jesus. And, and the scripture tells us that God inhabits praise. He inhabits praise. He inhabits praise. He inhabits your praise and my praise. Are you dealing with something tonight? Let's just take a few minutes. Let's just go a little farther. How many of you came to receive tonight? How many of you came to learn tonight? How many of you came to be equipped tonight? Lord, just tell them that we want it all, Father. We came for our equipment. We came to learn in the name of Jesus. We came to be filled to overflowing in the name of Jesus. God, we just declare our love for you, our love for you. We declare our adoration. We declare our devotion for you, Lord, and you alone. For you and you alone, we ask that you would fill this room in the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Fill this room 
room in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, tonight that you would open up the eyes of our understanding and that you would enlighten us in the name of Jesus. We pray that you would shine the flashlight of your word on our pathway in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we're declaring tonight in Jesus' name by faith from chaos to order in the name of Jesus. Things that were chaotic, things that were out of order are coming into order now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, a little more. Come on, help me out tonight. Just a little more. Just a little more. We give you praise, God. We give you praise. Praise, Lord. We give you praise, God. We give you praise, and, and we do our part tonight, God, to set that atmosphere, God, that atmosphere of glory, that atmosphere of expectation, that atmosphere of unity, God, in the name of Jesus, where the commanded blessing is, where that synergy is that we've been learning about in the name of Jesus. We come before you tonight, God, and we humble ourselves in the power of the blood as covenant part partners, covenant partners, covenant sons and daughters of God who are hungry to know more, who are hungry to learn. And we're lifting you up. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. There's your presence. Ha. There, Lord, we thank you. Just receive. Ha. Thank you, Father. Yes. Yes, more. Just tell, tell him more. You want more. Yes, there you are. More and more, Lord. And more and more, that weight of glory, that undeniable presence, your weight of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peace in the storm. Kind of stuff, Father, in the name of Jesus. The knowledge of you and the knowledge of your will is what we want. Yes, turn up, Father, that discernment in your presence in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father, we receive eyes that see and ears that hear, and hearts that understand what you're saying and what you're doing. So we can apply these truths in our lives like sowing seed in a garden and being able where we never were to harvest. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Command headaches to go right now in the name of Jesus. Go in Jesus' name. I command back pain to go right now in the name of Jesus. Just say, I receive. Just receive it. Just take a deep breath if that's you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Ear trouble right now. Aches in the name of Jesus. Yes, I bind symptoms of flu in the name of Jesus. We command you to go. More, Lord. Come on. More, Lord. Keep praying with me. More, Lord. Lean into him. More in the name of Jesus. More, there's great things ha that happen when we unite together. We're learning that, aren't we? We're learning that, aren't we? We're learning that, aren't we? Hallelujah, that we have a part, that we have a significant part, that our part changes things, that our part affects things for good. In the name of Jesus, we say more, Father, more of what you're doing, more of what you're doing, more, yes, in the name of Jesus, swollen glands, in the name of Jesus, we command that swelling to go right now. In Jesus' name, we see it gone. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for healing, Lord. For healing that's flowing. In the name of Jesus. For testimonials, God. Yes, yes, yes. Of your goodness. In Jesus' name. We invite you. We invite you to speak. And to have your way. 
Hallelujah. More, Lord, more. More of you. More of your tangible presence. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, it's better for us to be preoccupied with the presence of the Lord than to be preoccupied with worry, isn't it? And stress, isn't it? And fear, isn't it? Preoccupied with the Lord. Thank you, Father. That's what we're learning. That's what we're learning. Coming, Lord, to let you fill up our cup and to wash us clean. Thank you, Father. We want it. We want it. We want you. We want you. We want order instead of chaos. We want light instead of darkness. We want joy instead of sorrow. In the name of Jesus, all, all, all that you're offering, all that the blood of Jesus was purposefully and intentionally shed for Jesus. You said, no one takes my life, but I give it. Jesus, you gave your life so we could walk in peace, in shalom, in every area of life, your goodness. Come on, a little bit more. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. We command doubt, all doubt to go in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. We thank you. Hallelujah. 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 You're bigger than the giants. Yes, you are. You're bigger than the giants. You're bigger than the giants. David knew that, Lord. That's why he ran towards Goliath. He knew you're bigger than. He knew you're bigger than. He knew you're greater than Goliath. He, he was a covenant man in the name of Jesus. So he ran. He ran where others hid in fear, God, where others wrung their hands. He ran, hallelujah, with five smooth stones and the presence of Almighty God in the name of Jesus. He ran with a revelation. He ran in the name of Jesus. And that revelation released angelic force hallelujah oh don't you know it had nothing to do with the stones it had everything to do with his belief and his trust and his covenant with almighty god he knew that god was a covenant keeping god that god was true to his word that he would do what he promised hallelujah he would perform like abraham said that which he promised that he was well able come on let that sit on you tonight well able i don't know what you're dealing with but he's well able he's well able he's well able he's bigger than the giant he's bigger than the giant they're not even in the same category in the name of jesus and all we need to do is position ourselves to believe what he says and then receive believe what he says Believe what he says and then receive from him. Receive from him. Is that easy? Believe he doesn't lie. Believe, hallelujah. He means what he says and he says what he means. And then say what he says and receive your harvest. It, does that take work? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It takes, it takes as much effort and pressure hallelujah 
to stop every opposing thought. That's what you're dealing with. That's what you're dealing with. You're not dealing with whether God can. You're not dealing with whether he's willing or whether he can. Hallelujah. It's just, let's just boil it down. Will he do what he says? Will he do what he says? Can you just believe that tonight? Can you just believe that? That he's not a respecter of persons? Can you just believe that? Can you just believe that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? That, he's, that he doesn't play favorites? And what he did yesterday, he will do again today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, a little bit more. Thank you, Lord. We want our cups to overflow, to overflow, to overflow. How many of you want just enough? I don't want just enough. Hallelujah. He's a more than enough God. He's an exceeding, abundantly, above and beyond God. That's who he is. That's who he is. That's who he is. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, when we're so filled and flooded with God, that's how you keep yourself off your mind. That's how you keep yourself off your mind. And when yourself is off your mind and he's in the center of your mind and your world, that's how you hit the mark. That's how you walk in accuracy. That's how you walk in, your in the will of God for your life. When we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God and we realize, cause ourselves to remember, to acknowledge that he's given us a helper, a helper, one who will walk alongside of us and fill us up if we ask and show us who Jesus and the Father is if we ask, if we ask. If we ask, God is not one who's going to come and just bulldoze himself into your life. No, 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 no. That's the nature of the other guy. That's not the nature, hallelujah, of God who is love. He loves us so much and believes in us so much. Hallelujah. And trusts. In what he's put inside of us that if we'll just lean to it and lean to him it will get us out had nothing to do with five smooth stones it had everything to do with a, a young man who drew close to God and dialogued with him paid attention enough to learn some things and create some history and then just believe that that's just what God wants to do over and over and over and over again is good in your life and my life. You see, covenant, you know, as pastors taking us on this amazing journey to understand covenant, covenant is all, you know, all, boil it all down, you know, it has everything to do with you know, us understanding it, but when you boil it down, you know, God entered covenant with Jesus and he made a way for us to enter into that covenant willingly so that he could get his family back. Hallelujah. He is, the Bible tells us that he is love. Hallelujah. And the love of God is a selfless giving kind of love. 
It's a selfless giving kind of love. So God went to great lengths to get his family back. And then once he has his family back, because he's love and love is selfless and love is giving, then it's all about what pastor's been telling us. It's all about the blessing of God flowing in your life and in my life. Mm. Hallelujah. And what's at the root of it all is understanding that God loves us like he loves Jesus that you are loved and that I am loved, that we can get ourselves off of our minds so that we can move on to weightier matters in the name of Jesus. We gotta get these revelations that we are hearing. You know, I've been so focusing on this idea that God, God has set spiritual laws in motion for the church. He set things in motion. He set everything in motion. He put everything in place in hopes that we would just have enough curiosity and enough focus and discipline in our lives to find out what those things are and then through repetition and simplicity just do what he's asking us to do just do what he's telling us to do he set laws in motion for you and for me he set laws in motion so we could access the blessing of god so we could access the will of god so we could access everything that is good that is already here the bible says that god has given unto us already past tense all things that pertain unto life and godliness already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness but in the natural we may not be experiencing all things that pertain to life and godliness but there are spiritual laws that are set in motion not to keep us out, but so that we would discover what they are and get the free pass in. All we're asked to do is believe. All we're asked to do is believe, to discover, to seek after, to find, and then believe in the name of Jesus hallelujah so tonight as we move on um, so good as pastor a few weeks ago now talked to us about living you know as we're going from this place of understanding understanding you know I don't it doesn't matter what you and whether we loved school or whether we didn't love school there is ability that is available to us to learn the things of God. And so we might as well just grab a hold of those things. It doesn't matter how smart you were in school. There is a grace that's available for every single one of us to operate on the same playing field in God. God does not play favorites. We are all operating on the same playing field. Hallelujah. And so a few weeks ago, Pastor took us through, because it's a year of abundant harvest. Hallelujah. And there are some things that we need to understand. Is God telling us the truth when he says it's a year of abundant harvest? Is God telling us the truth? You have to determine that. You have to decide that. You have to decide that, and I have to decide that, and then we have to cross the line. And what God expects of us is that when we make that decision and cross the line, when we make that quality decision, that we won't go back. Beyond our wildest dreams beyond exceeding abundantly above and beyond our wildest dreams 
Woo! Come on, close your eyes for a minute. Beyond your wildest dreams. But see, what we're doing in covenant, what's the first thing that, you know, that popped in your mind? There should be enough room in you there should be enough room in you when you hear and I hear enough room in us that when we hear, Lord, beyond our wildest dreams. There's so many things going on in our minds because we're being enlarged. When we say yes to covenant, we're being enlarged. So at, there was a time when beyond our wildest dreams meant on a sailboat, sailing around the world. <laughs> but there's so much more in there. Isn't there? That's what God's doing. As, we're, as we are learning and understanding about the covenant nature of God, and that nature is being transferred unto us as we learn and say yes to it, and so we're being enlarged. Every time we say yes to something that God thinks about, to something that God believes, to a way of God, we're, we grow. Yes. You may not see it, but we grow. So now when you close your eyes, you might see yourself you know, somewhere else in the world ministering to somebody. You might see so much in your life that you're able to stand on the, you know, on the corner and hand out $100 bills. I don't know what it looks like, but it's certainly not just this picture that it used to be a long time ago. And if that's all that it is, it's okay. Keep saying yes to him because it will grow. Keep saying yes to him because it will grow. Keep finding out about him and the way that he thinks and what he wants to do and how he wants to use you, and it will grow. It will grow. It will grow. Hallelujah. And so we talked a few weeks ago. Uh, hallelujah. Pastor Ian brought us to this place of removing all mistrust and becoming those covenant people, living out of that place of covenant, living out of that place of trust. Woo. That's a big one, isn't it? That's a big one. Because if we're going to grow, we're going to be challenged because that's how growth comes in the spirit and in the natural. There has to be pressure to grow. But when God puts pressure for growth, which we love when we're on the other side, don't we? We love it, don't we, when we're on the other side of growth? When we actually pass the test and we're like, woohoo, we did it! You overcame that temptation. You're like, yes. Absolutely. And you look back and you're like, I'm not where I used to be. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, God, I'm growing. I'm changing. You're doing a great work in me. Yes. Hallelujah. We're coming to that place of trust. Yes. And you know, the Bible tells us when God, when that pressure is there for our growth, for our good, because he doesn't give us anything else because the Bible tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from him. Hey, when you read that, when I read that, and, and there's something that you're dealing with in your life, that word that you put in you will speak to you. When the enemy comes to solicit or tempt you, offer you something other than God is good, if you put that in you, 
that will speak to you when you need it. And when you need it is when pressure comes. You don't know, and I don't know when we need it. We don't know when we need it. But we know one thing, and that is that we need truth. Because the one thing that overcomes darkness, the one thing that causes victory in this world is faith in God, is trust in God, is confidence in God. The only place of true victory, the only place, this is a rubber meet the road year, or at least quarter. <laughs> Not 100% sure where it's gonna go, but it's certainly a, a rubber meets the road quarter where we're being honest with ourselves and allowing the basics to just blah. There it is. Blah. There, there it is, God. <laughs> Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Blah. <laughs> right? Some of these things. God is good. He's not able to tempt with evil because there's no evil in him. There it is. Come on. Come on. We move so fast through these, wow, um, stones, victories, right? That word, beyond your wildest dreams, to him, maybe to you if it waited, laid, if it laid heavy on you when you heard it, but when you hear from the Lord, that's your ticket to overcome. You don't know that when you hear it. That's why when we hear it, we, we honor it. And honor it looks like writing it down. It looks like going over it a few times so that it locks in. Because when it locks in, it becomes a stone. If it doesn't lock in, we have no ammunition. Come on. If it doesn't lock in, we have no ammunition. The word that weighs heavy, that we remember, that we fed ourselves, that we've deposited, is the word that will speak to us. And it's the word that will bring freedom to us. It's the word that will cause us to overcome. It's the word that will cause us to grow, to be transformed, and to change. It has to lock in. It has to lock in. It has to lock in. It is not about quantity. It's not about quantity. It's about hearing, yes. And hearing, and hearing, and hearing, yes. But sometimes it's hearing one word over and over and over until it locks in, until it's a part of you. And then it's a stone that sits in your bag and you may not know when you need it. But if it's true, and if it is a spiritual law that says first words will create and, and determine the outcome, how of you know locking on when the enemy's job is to come? Mark 4 tells us that the enemy comes for the sake of the word. What was it? Beyond our wildest dreams. He comes for that beyond your wildest dreams. Maybe that word carried a picture for you with it. Lock on. He's going to come for it. 
Lock on. He's going to come for it. He knows what we look like when something weighed heavy. He knows. He, he watches us and he observes us when we turn our head. He watches those things because those are things that have the weight of God on them. And those are the things that will set us free if we will lock on and eat them. My wor thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not miss the mark. Sin against you. I hide your word. I eat your word so I hit the mark. Mission impossible, I'm sure, hallelujah, time is moving as it does for all of us. <laughs> and so for the sake of time, shall we do it? No. I... You know, I'm, as I'm hearing, and we moved, let me just go back one, and Pastor Alex last week talked about overcoming ob obstacles, you know, overcoming the obstacles. And so this week, hallelujah, we're talking about mission possible. Mission possible. Mission possible. Hallelujah. And so I wanted to, I have a little clip that's ready, and um, go ahead, play it. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, light. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to penetrate the highly secured archive inside the Kremlin and retrieve Cobalt's file before he can destroy it. New intel suggests Cobalt is already en route, leaving you... Four hours, 52 minutes. ...to infiltrate. To save time, we've chosen your team for you. Agents Carter and Dunn. As always, should you or any member of your team be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Ethan. it all tonight but send you home stirred maybe in your heart and mind of this idea that there is something just like we look at Ethan Hunt that he is well suited for that he was trained for that he was qualified for and that none of us when we watch that I'm sure wondered whether he could get the job done. <laughs> I would, you know, I'm almost positive. Hallelujah. Isn't it funny 
how we can be so confident in make-believe figures or so confident in others. And I, I, I feel like, you know, the plan of the enemy, it stands to reason that he would try to erode at that level of confidence in that mission that God has given us, that God would say is mission possible because of his grace because of his ability in our lives, because of his empowerment. Remember, our part is just to believe. Our part is go. to draw nigh to him. Yeah. Our part is to draw close to him, close enough so we can hear him, close enough so that his personality and what we believe about him would be good and only good. It would be that when he asks us to do something, he enables us and empowers us to get it done. So mission possible, hallelujah. When we live life with a, 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 a mission, mission-minded or purpose-minded people, hallelujah, when we live that way, we live every day with a sense of purpose. And I, and I think, you know, as we talk about enlargement and we talk about, Pastor brings us to this idea of covenant, being a covenant people, living in a covenant before God. I really believe that what God's desiring us to do, it's gonna, it, it's gonna cause the Bible to make so much more sense to us. It's going to cause the, the, the crazy things, can I use that word, that people in the word did, that, that knew God, they knew the nature of God, and they had covenant with God. It's going to cause that to make more sense to us. It's going to cause it, us to not skim over it so much and to have a desire to glean. How did you do it, Abraham? How did you do it, Moses? How did you do it, David? How did you do it rather than just cute little kid stories hallelujah living life with a, a mission or a purpose is it's what defines us it's what defines us hallelujah not living life this idea of covenant is coming beyond moving beyond being enlarged and moving beyond love is selfless and it's giving love is always preferring others so covenant is selfless and it's preferring others and so as we allow this to have you know to to take place inside of our mind to take place inside of our lives it's what's defining us god defines us god in your life defines you god at this god i should say not to a degree very small degree but god at the center of your life defines you God like your wife and your car and your, you know, when, when it's convenient doesn't define us. But when God is a necessity, when we can't live without him, we will go to him for everything. And that defines us. Mission gives us a purpose. It gives us, it, it gives us a, a, a sense of, you know, Hallelujah. Feeling like everything we do is purposeful and it keeps us on track. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for the purpose of covenant. We thank you, Father, for restoring us. We thank you, Father, for doing all of this so the blessing can flow. We thank you for doing all of this, God. And it's amazing how nothing that you do is by accident, Lord, and, and everything that comes across the pulpit and, and all the, the order of all of the teachings, God, as we take them in, we're being enlarged, we're being transformed, we're, we're being changed 
into these selfless, giving, preferring others kind of people who have ourselves off of our minds. Hallelujah. Knowing what our mission is in life helps us to be focused. Every single day, I'm not just you know, on the grind every day I'm waking up and I'm, I'm doing the same old, same old, but I'm living like Ethan did. I'm, a, I'm connected to something that's bigger than me. I, I know that I need them. I, I know that they're training me. I know that they're giving me everything that I need and, and I stick with them through thick and through thin, no matter how difficult, no matter how hard. And, and you heard it, even if it cost him his life, he had a choice to make. Hallelujah. I think sometimes we allow these stories to remain fairy tales in our minds. But my prayer for all of us is somehow through this covenant teaching, somehow through what God is doing this year, that we would awaken and it would no longer be a, a nice little story, but it would translate, it would find its way in my life how I live every day, how I decide every day, what I believe about God every day, what I believe about others every day, what I believe about what I'm doing and if I'm able to do it and if I'm going to finish or not, if God will leave me or if he'll always be with me. Hallelujah. Knowing our mission helps us to be focused, helps us to be orderly. Wow. When we know what it is that we're living for every day, we become intentional about these things. We become intentional about God. He finds, we find that he's always on our mind and because he's at the center of our world and he's always on our mind, we get to the place where God can trust us and so we, 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 we know more about what it is that he wants us to do. The people who are closest to me know what's happening in my everyday. The people who are closest to me know my dreams and know my plans, my short-term plans and my, and my long-term plans. God's the same. The more we allow ourselves like Ethan did, why is, has it been up until now, it's so easy for us to just sit back like, you know, and let the TV mesmerize us and just allow it to be okay in a worldly sense and somehow not allow God to use those things to awaken us so that's the way he wants us to be when it comes to him. Intentional, purposeful, trusting, focused, selfless, courageous. Everything Ethan is, you are and more. <laughs> Hallelujah. So good. And we're declaring that tonight, amen? We're declaring not mission impossible, hallelujah, mission out of the question, God. <laughs> not worth considering, God. <laughs> too difficult, too unbearable. No. Matthew tells us, Hallelujah. All things with God are possible. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Our mission is our vocation. It's what we are well-suited for. Come on. 
It's what we are well suited for. It's what God is training us for. Ooh, if we just live life like that, like you're being trained for your mission, you have a mission should you choose to accept. This mission will cost you everything. But it will give you everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We declare that, Lord. It's our assignment. It's our calling. It's our pursuit. It's our goal, our aim, our quest in life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bigger and better. Abundant harvest. It requires us to think there's harvest and then there's abundant. And there's super abundant. And there's beyond what you could ask or think or imagine or whatever that was. Beyond your wildest dreams. Hallelujah. God wants to increase your impact this year. He wants to incre increase your reach, your influence this year. Bigger and better. Bigger and better. Bigger and better. Greater impact. Greater impact. Because you've learned some things about him. You've learned some things about the anointing. You've learned some things about that little stone that was in that bag. You've learned some things about covenant that you can depend on God. All of him for all of what you have. You've learned some things. You can count on him. How of you know that made all the difference in the world? It's the reason the brothers stayed behind, the army stayed, and the reason David ran. How many of you know it just, it just makes all the difference in the world to how we live? Right. Covenant just makes all the difference as to how you will respond when your feet hit the floor every morning. It just makes all the difference in the world when you know you have a covenant partner. Hallelujah. Who's fighting your battles? Who's fighting your battles? Who's fighting your battles? Who has given us everything we need and we will be revealed to us when we need it and we will understand it. These are things that don't just happen. They happen because we believe. When he tells us something about himself, we grab it and we work it, and we work it, and we work it, and we work it so that it becomes a part of us. Hallelujah. The enemy comes, hallelujah, and we talked about that, right? He comes to steal and to kill and destroy, and the way that he does that is he comes to steal the truth so that we miss the mark. If we're walking in deception, we can't hit the mark. We need truth. That's another one of those just, you know, you, you know, you want another night with the frogs? I don't think so, right? I, I want to hit the mark, and I, I, I know that I'm angry with someone. I want to hit the mark, but being angry with someone is adopting a mindset that is not God's mindset. So hum, somehow, if I will just take on his mindset, there's a grace that's attached to every single word. Every single word is not just informative. There's power 
inside of every single word in the word of God. When you choose it, you don't just get that word. You get the ability, the empowerment that's attached to that word. You get the peace that's attached to that word. You get whatever it is that you need with that word. It goes along with it. It's a package. We overcome by faith in God. Hallelujah. And the enemy comes in. He tries to get us to think somehow because we're talking about covenant. And we're talking about mission possible in God. And we think like God and we live like God. And hallelujah. So the enemy comes and he somehow he tries to make us think that we can accomplish purpose apart from God. Somehow he makes us to think that we can accomplish our destiny, our goal, our purpose, our vocation, apart from God, apart from faith in God. Not true. Not true. The Bible tells us that when we do that, there's sorrow. So much sorrow in going after purpose apart from God. There's sorrow attached to that. But no sorrow to the one who will do mission and purpose with God. He comes to question, get us to try to question our place. Do I fit? My place, my place. Consumed by my place rather than why I'm in my place and what I'm supposed to be doing in my place. And we can go around and around and around with those emotions that make me feel like I just don't fit, I just don't belong. And they are real. But there are spiritual laws, and there is a harvest to be won and to be had. And we got to somehow figure in, you know, understand this idea of covenant and what it means. It means I, I got to get to the place where, you know, I believe that God loves me, that he provides for me, and my, he pro he's the one who loves me and provides for me and protects me so I can get myself off my mind, so I can be busy with the mission that God has for me. And I'm living every day with the mission that God has for me. He comes to lie to us, hallelujah, and somehow make us feel like, this is a big one, he somehow tries to make us feel like we can keep coming to church and hearing Bible story after story and truth after truth, but somehow never doing anything with what we learn and that we will get results by just hearing it. <laughs> Come on. That somehow we just, all we have to do, our part is just to hear, but never to do. Come on, the Bible tells us where there's no corresponding action, the Bible tells us faith without works or corresponding action is dead. It's ineffective. It's null and void. It's powerless. It will produce nothing for us. That's a lie, if I've ever heard one. Hallelujah. He comes to distract us. Hallelujah. We need to answer these things. Does God love me? We need to get some answers. You know, it's why, you know, as we talk about mission possible, and I could, you know, go through all of the, maybe why they asked me to do mission. Hallelujah. Mission statement. Although I did write a mission statement in all of it. But we want to get to the place where we have these questions of love and provision and protection answered. They have to be answered in our lives before who am I and why am I here? Yeah, 
covenant will answer those questions. Can I say that again? We have to allow the Lord to bring truth to us in those areas of love and provision and protection. We have to be operating in truth in those areas because if we're not operating in truth in those areas, then we are protecting ourselves. We will take care of ourselves. We will have ourselves on our mind. But when we allow the Lord to bring truth into those areas and deal with them once and for all, then can I say, then and only then, really, should we be asking him to answer the who am I and why am I here? Because when we get the answers to who am I and why am I here, before we're walking in the agape of God, the selfless giving kind of love, then that picture when we talk about, oh my gosh, I should have written it down, beyond my wildest dreams, is all about me. I'm focused, sorry. (laughs) Apologize. It's all about me. It's all about what I want, what I think, and what I feel. But this idea of covenant and, and this idea that God wants his family back so the blessing can flow. Yes, to you. Yes, so you will be blessed. But so that you are a pipeline. So that you and I are tributaries. So that we will distribute. You know, there's, if there's no such thing as lack, then there's more than enough for every single one in the whole wide world to have beyond our wildest dreams. Come on. There's more than enough in the whole wide world. But if we don't do business with that and we start looking for the answers to, then our whole life becomes without us realizing it. Can I tell you, Christians love Jesus. They do. We all do. And God's given us Holy Spirit. And just like in that example of Ethan, those leaders in our lives, you know, the Bible tells us that God has given gifts to men. Our leaders are gifts to us. Those who are leading us are gifts to us. Because sometimes we may think we've already dwelt, dealt with the, you know, the, the question of, am I loved? We may think we've dealt with these questions, but the people who are closest to us know. (laughs) They see. They see the good in you. Just like you see in Ethan. You have no doubt as to whether he can get the job done. When those who are rooting for you and who are around you see the good in you, They are your greatest ally to help you see yourself like God sees you and see if yourself is on your mind and we still have more work to do. It's okay. It's just work to do. That's W-O-R-K, not four-letter word. Because work in God is empowered and anointed. 
You're like, God, you know, I really want to understand this thing called covenant. I'm asking you to grace my life and, and anoint me, Lord. Help me to understand. You know, I'll say that like, you know, Lord, help me when I'm reading. Help me to understand what I'm reading. Help it to stick with me. I'm accessing more than me, more than what's available to me, right? More than what's available to me, amen? Hallelujah. So we bless you, Father, hallelujah, as you increase our impact and our reach this year in the name of Jesus. As you cause us, God, to see ourselves and to see you, God, and to see the mission or the purpose, the vocation of our life, God, what you have suited us for, our bent, God, what you intend on training us in qualifying us for, God, that thing, God, that we will find such happiness and, and joy, and we could do it all day and lose track of time doing it. Hallelujah. Oprah's mission, she said, is this, to be a teacher and to be known for inspiring my students to be more than they could be. That's a good mission. Inspiring others. Wow. I think she does that well. Is she blessed? Yep. <laughs> blessed because she inspires others. Hmm. I wonder if that's where the wealth is. I wonder in your vocation, in your mission, if that's where your provision is, if that's where your joy is, if that's where your peace is. I wonder if it's all wrapped up in God, in your mission, in God. When we're looking at writing a mission statement in life, we want to, there's so many things, you know, that you can go home and Google them, but a mission statement is something that's short, like what I just read you. It's on point, it's exciting, it's simple, it's true to yourself, and it's absolutely positive. Say them one more time. It's short and on point. Short. Yes. It's two sentences. To be a teacher. Yes. To be known for inspiring my students to be more than they could than they thought they could be. Short, on point, exciting, inspiring. Using words like that that inspire you just by reading it. To be more than they could be. Wow. I think that's the job of the church. I think that's what you and I are called to do every single day when we wake up. I think we're called to inspire people, edify, encourage them, exhort them when we wake up. Hallelujah. So when we look at this, what's short and on point, what's true to ourself, what's well suited to us, sometimes we can look at things like what makes you happy? Inside stuff, inside kind of stuff. Not a funny movie, not a joke, something that you're witnessing. Maybe it's an injustice of some sort that draws your attention and you're pulled 
It makes you want to cry to do something about it and change it. It has everything to do with what you love. That's the part where we mix up sometimes. You know, God's calling us to do, he's, he defines us and he puts things inside of us. He gives us mission. It doesn't come from you. It doesn't come from your parents. You can't do whatever you want to do in life. I mean, you can. But you shouldn't because God put it all in you. And locked up in that mission, as we said, is everything that you need. Hallelujah. So it's what you love. Don't mistake what you love and the work that it takes to be good at it. Because the work that it takes to be good at something can sometimes make you cry <laughs> in a bad way. You know, like if you're playing the guitar and you have blisters on your fingers and you're like, oh, this can't be God. Well, how many of you know if you stick at it, what happens? You get calluses. And you can play and play and play and play and play forever. Sometimes perfecting what God has put inside of you. No, always. Because we're growing. And it's pressure. And pressure is not fun on this side of pressure. But on the other side of it, the good news is it's exciting. And the uh, 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 news is we're going to grow again. <laughs> so we might as well get used to the fact that that's life. But there's grace to do it. So what do you love to do? What are you drawn to? I mean, that, when you look at that, that makes it easy, right? What are you drawn to? What do you love? Not what do you have to do. Not what are you, when, you, you, when you're doing it, you're being responsible doing it. And I'm not saying don't do those things and just throw your arms up in the air and give them all up. But what are you drawn to? What would you regret in life if you never did it? I'm not talking about jumping off a mountain, skydiving. I'm talking about bigger. Think bigger. Think others. Okay? We only address these questions. Who am I and why am I here when we have ourselves off our minds? We only answer these questions when we have ourselves off of our minds. Because up until then, we got to get busy at growing up. Right? We got to get busy at growing up. And, and then lastly, what am I good at? Amen? What am I good at? What am I good at? Hallelujah. So let's just pray. Thank you, Jesus. I hope that made some sense. Thank you, Jesus. We are well suited. God wants to train us and qualify us. Hallelujah. For this thing, this mission that we are called to. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, close your eyes. We thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask right now Hallelujah, for your presence to just seal this message in our hearts.
And we ask, Father, that you would come to every place where we have felt like I could never. I could never do that. Where we, for things, Lord, that we were drawn to, but quickly dismissed, because right on the heels of that, we felt like I could never do that. I could never be good enough. I could never learn that. Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare that we do what your word tells us to do in James. We resist every lie and we submit ourselves to your truth in the name of Jesus. God, you said we can do all things through Christ, through Christ, through your anointing, through your ability, through your presence, which strengthens us. And Lord, we just receive that tonight in the name of Jesus. I'll say this one final thing. You have to, as we're going, you know, jumping all these hurdles of growth and exciting transformation and this thing called mission that changes the world, that changes lives, when there's one person who's in their God spot, there's so much harvest for those who get in their spot. And part of that harvest, it's not just blessing, but it's lives that are changed. And can I tell you something? There is such a fight for destiny. There's such a fight for identity. I am amazed as I have grandchildren. I shared this last night. I am amazed that before they can even speak, he's already trying to pervert their strength. Before they can walk and talk and even know what a mission is, he's trying to get them to run in the opposite direction. God, we just invite you in. Wherever there was chaos, we just thank you for order. And we surrender ourselves to this covenant teaching, to the wisdom of it and the understanding of it. In the name of Jesus.